Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Take Me There, a podcast about travel. I'm Andrew Ford. And I'm Alexandra Ford. Ah, <sighs> 40 episodes. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you did not know, this is our 40th episode of the show. The Big 4-0. Big 4-0. We're over the hill. We're right at the beginning of our midlife crisis. Do you think episode 40 is the new episode 30? Episode 40 is the new episode 39, which was the new th- episode 38. Wow. <laughs> anyway, a uh, um, little mini milestone for us. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, why not? Um, <laughs> this episode that we have this week is very interesting. It's lovely. It is uh, with my friend, our friend, mm-hmm. Ursula Lawrence. Um, who Give them is, a little background on how you know Ursula. Uh, Ursula and I work together at um, Adam Ruins Everything. She's a smart lady. She's super smart. She's super funny. She has great uh, context and knowledge, which oh, will come yeah. out in this episode. She makes us look real dumb. She makes us look like dumb idiots. But in idiots. a nice way. Yeah. She was like, you're, she was like, in oh, a way that you're, I stu- enjoy. you're stupid idiots. Yeah. But um, yeah, she's talking to us about... Finland, uh, specifically Helsinki, and then she talks a little bit about taking a boat trip between Helsinki and Stockholm. Uh, Which I, di- I didn't even know that was a thing you could do. Yep. And she takes a little, she briefly touches on her doing a little road trip through This was Sweden. her honeymoon, no? It was her honeymoon. It was a delayed honeymoon, but it was her honeymoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but it's a really fun one. We yeah. get into it. We talk about Finnish stuff, of which I knew almost nothing, and now I know a little bit. Yeah. Um, that's kind of it. You know, we don't yeah. really have any don't life wanna, like, updates. We don't want to, like, bore you with our being inside. contacts just sitting here. Yeah. Let's just get to this really juicy, lovely episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. This is Take <laughs> Me There with Ursula Lawrence in Finland and the ocean and Stockholm. Good job. Uh, well, Ursula, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, you are our, what, fifthest, sixthest guest for oh, remote, remote recording? Records? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And you are calling in from um, the great state of Wisconsin? I am. Yes. Where they just like made it just like a free for all. Like the Supreme Court just undid all of the stay at home orders and everybody can just do whatever they want. So it's really insane here. Actually, How is that playing out? It, like Madison is like this little bubble, you know, so in Madison we have law, like a, they have a stay at home order that they're leaving in place. But there were these pictures from like all over the state of like bars, like two hours after this happened, like full of people. And like, there's this crazy, there's this like very shady, but like very powerful organization in Wisconsin called the Tavern League. And it's like people who own bars. It's like, like everyone here is an alcoholic. Like it's just a very like alcohol centric culture. And they're like just insanely powerful, like more powerful than the NRA, you know, like they just wow. wield a lot of power. Like every small town has like three churches and three bars. Like, um, so they're just pushing the Republicans really hard. And the state Supreme Court like found that the stay at home order was unlawful or whatever. Anyway. So it's just outside of Madison. It's like, it's like just the wild west. It's like it's crazy. Um, but at least here, like things are pretty sane. Stuff is closed and I feel pretty safe. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. That's good. We yeah. talked about this a little before we started recording, but what has your quarantine existence been like? Well, you know, we, we moved here and we bought a house, which was like a big step because we had been living in Brooklyn and LA for over a decade and living in, you know, apartments, very normal to those places. So, you know, the fact that we have 
three bedrooms and we have a really big backyard and we have a basement. Like it's, you know, by comparison, it's quite like luxurious, (laughs) but we are, you know, with a toddler and we're far away from our friends. Although I guess that doesn't really matter because we wouldn't see them anyway. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest thing is that we're, we're stuck here with a two-year-old. So we do, we know him, he's my son, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't just like show up and we took him in. Um, yeah. and he's very nice and very cute, but he also is very demanding. And, um, yeah, so that's been, that's really all we do is to, it's impossible to yeah. do anything else. Like I can't get work done and it's, it's tough. So. Yeah. 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 Were you, um, were we trying to gauge our guests on, on this question, but were you planning any travel that you weren't able to do because of quarantine? We actually were supposed to go in late February. We were supposed to go to Boca to see my mother-in-law who lives in Boca half the year. Uh, and I've actually never been to Florida except on a air, like through it, through the Miami airport. And, uh, my husband and I, I think I mentioned this to you guys, but my husband and I had strep for the second time. Uh, in a month. And so we ended up canceling that trip. But I think, you know, we would have gotten back like a week before this all started. And in retrospect, I'm really glad because I think I would have been like really worried the whole time that we had like gotten it on the flight from Florida. And like, um, yeah, but and then we were supposed to have friends visit us from Toronto. And we're supposed to have another friend. I mean, so that stuff, but no other big trips, no, no other trips. Yeah. Yeah, we flew back that week uh, right before quarantine mm-hmm. uh, went into effect, and I was definitely worried for, for was, a couple of weeks. It was so, weird, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. It's I mean, it's unfortunate that, obviously, this is such a general statement, but it's unfortunate that people can't travel at all, um, and it really sucks when your trips have to be canceled. My parents had been planning this oh, trip. Yeah, that this was, was heartbreaking. really heartbreaking. But my parents had been planning this trip to Alaska with their best friends oh, wow. for years. And it was <gasps> supposed to be in June or July. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we just have to cancel it. Not oh, cancel, man. postpone it. But yeah. Well, I think the cruise line is like still going. But your parents were just like, it is like the quality of trip that they would have, even if they went now would be so different than if they waited a year. Yeah. They were just like, they, they basically called the tour companies and they were like, the tour companies were like, yeah, we don't know if like all the things you want, wanted to do or expected to do will be available. And also like, we'll probably be understaffed because we can't get as much like seasonal staff up here now. And like, it'll just be like, not an ideal trip. And so for them, that was enough reason to just be like, yeah, let's just push it off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I guess I can't even imagine like people who had like their wedding or what, I mean, there's so many things that just yeah. like would be so devastating to have to reorganize and, and skip. And um, I guess we are, we're supposed to go to the Adirondacks in August and we haven't really talked about that, but I have a feeling that will not happen um, at this point. But I mean, that's the other yeah. thing, right? Like you can't even really go on like a short road trip, like like we were going to like drive no. somewhere where like Ruben could see some old trains. Cause like all he talks about his trains. And then we were like, what if we have to go to the bathroom? It's like, it's like a disaster. So yeah. Yeah. It's a weird one. Cause you can't really do anything. Like people were like uh, a couple listeners of this podcast were like, Oh, are there short trips out of LA you would recommend? And I'm like, I can't recommend anything. You're not supposed to be doing any of those things. Like yeah. if you can like, you could drive to Ojai and like drive around and look at it and drive back. But, like, that's the only thing that, like, the medical community is saying is, like, a safe option. Yeah, but if you dehydrated yourself to not exactly. you can't even four to five hours. You could, yeah, you could get a very insane. serious UTI if you held it. Yeah. 
And then mm-hmm. what are you going to do? You can't go to the doctor. That's a problem. No, nope. can't. Just a lot of things. Just a lot of things. So, so don't do that. So just just <laughs> yeah. stay inside. Just yeah. stay inside. I, mean, yeah. I hate this advice, but just stay inside. It's so crazy. It sucks. It sucks. Um, so Ursula, uh, I don't actually know if I know the answer to this question, but where are you from and what was your travel life like as a kid? So I grew up in Madison, which is why we moved back. Um, mm-hmm. It is a lovely, wonderful place to grow up. And I would say there were two sort of defining features of my travel as a kid. One is uh, my father really hated to fly. So we never traveled internationally, but we did a lot of domestic travel on the train. Uh, my parents really liked trains. So we would take these like really long train trips, like Chicago to LA to San Francisco, back to Chicago. And like, there's like long, like two nights on the train, you know, and like they'd get, my parents would always get these like four person sleeper, deluxe sleeper cars for, you know, myself and my brother and my folks. And, um, and we did that a lot. Like we go to Colorado, we went to Texas, we'd go to the East coast, like probably at least once every two years. So, you know, I spent a lot of time on these like overnight train trips, which is kind of unique in retrospect, I think. Um, and then the other sort of major thing was that I think when I was around 15, I was getting sort of like agitated about this fact that I'd like never been abroad and I'd never flown anywhere. So uh, I decided to go on study abroad, like to sort of rectify that, which isn't really the right reason. But uh, so my second semester of my sophomore year in high school, I went to Brazil for six months, which I Whoa. guess is that, does that count as travel? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that counts as Definitely. travel. Hell yeah. yeah. Damn, so, six months. Yeah, it was intense. Like I had just turned 16, like just turned 16. So Did you speak any Portuguese? My mom actually hired a graduate student from UW, which has a very good Portuguese department, um, to tutor me beforehand. And I did take it really seriously because I like really like I chose Brazil because I wanted to learn a language that like I wouldn't be able to learn otherwise. Um, So I did like really try. And actually, my Portuguese was like fairly, fairly decent for a long time, I think. Wow, amazing. Um, yeah, it was an interesting experience. Like, but uh, so that's sort of how I got, you know, to actually finally travel internationally. And then in college, of course, I did a lot of it, but um, and have since. But, but that, that was sort of my rare, big though, thing. To do that feels rare to do a study abroad in high school. I don't. I'm sure like private schools probably have programs like that more, but I don't remember ever hearing of any around me. Like even the private high school I went to, I don't remember that being like an option. How did that? Was that something your school offered normally or did you have to like take a leave to do that? It was like pretty normal here. Like there were a few different programs. Like there was, I went on AFS, but there was like Rotary. I mean, that's funny. I I sort of thought it was more universal, but um, like I knew a bunch of other kids that did it. And actually I know a lot of people that went to Brazil because Brazil just takes a lot of kids. I don't know why. Um, But uh, um, yeah, I, yeah, it, it, wasn't as weird as it sounds now. Like now I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe my parents let me do that because I would never let my kid do that. And it was actually like just a year before email. So I like wrote letters to people and I don't know, the whole thing was really crazy. Um, Yeah. That's so wild. Don't you know someone who did semester at sea? Oh, that's crazy. I think I do know someone who did that, but who is it? Oh, God. If you don't know, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. later. (laughs) Yeah. It's, It's irrelevant. I just remember you telling me about that experience and it just being like, a party boat where you occasionally had to go to school and you got to go all over the world. And I was like, wow, that sounds. That does sound awesome. Can I remember who that is? Absolutely not. We'll we'll find out. Yeah. (laughs) They'll text us and be like, you assholes. It's me. (laughs) Um, 
So you did this crazy trip to Brazil. Did that like spur on like an, a desire to travel or did that like scratch that itch enough uh, that you didn't, didn't do it until adulthood? No, I mean, I, you know, I was sort of on the cusp of adulthood at that point, right? So then when I was in college, I did a lot. I did like a semester in London. And then when I was in London, I went to Portugal because I was like, oh, I would put my Portuguese to good use. And then I, uh, my mom is like, was like involved in a lot of like Cuba stuff. So we went to Cuba and um, like I started going to Europe more like other like everybody sort of goes to Europe. I don't know. That sounds ridiculous and privileged. Like everybody just goes to Europe all the time. But like, you know, things happen where you're like, well, let's go to Europe. Um, so, but I did go back to Brazil. I went back to Rio for one summer and that was really interesting to sort of have some distance and then go back. So um, yeah, and I, I do, I really miss like big trips. Like, I mean, we haven't even, we haven't gone anywhere big since Ruben was born, obviously. So it's kind of, kind of tough, but uh yeah. yeah. Was that kind of your style? Because it, it sounds like you took longer trips. Like you went back for a summer, you went away for six months. Was that, is that like your preferred, not to jump on our take me there traveler quiz, but is that your preferred like way of doing it? Do you feel like you really would rather immerse yourself in a place? Yeah. I feel like I'm like really interested in just everyday life. Like one of my favorite things to do when I go to another country is go to the grocery store. Like I just kind of want to know what it's like to live there, like to be like me, if I lived in Japan or something, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so I think the nice thing about trips like that is like, you do get to immerse yourself and you can just sort of like wander around and you don't feel stressed out. And like, but that's like the luxury of being in school too. Like as soon as I became old enough to like, you know, have a full-time job that, you know, sort of went, you know, away pretty fast. But um, yeah, I guess I did think about it now. I guess I did do a bunch of pretty long stays in various places. Yeah. But I like short trips too. I, I do. So yeah. Um, in terms of, how do I phrase this question in terms of like, what was your, like when you, let's say once you started working full time, did travel become like a priority for you? Were you still regularly traveling? Was that like a part of your life or did it feel like, I mean, I've said this before on the podcast, but like in my twenties and my early thirties, I really didn't have a lot of cash to do that. I worked jobs that didn't pay me a lot to travel. Were you still able to do that? You know, I, I think in my, tw- well, I was in graduate school for a really long time and I did have like some finance, like student loan money or maybe it was like a fellowship or something. And I used some of it to travel at various points. And then I think, you know, my first job also didn't pay very well, but I would sort of make it work. Um, but not a lot. It, it sort of became easier when I sort of had more money and just freelancing more. And um, yeah, I would say the most traveling I did was sort of in, in my 30s, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you have, um, we're going to talk about a, a specific trip now, but do you have a, do you have, um, how, how should I phrase this question? Do you have a favorite country that you've been to that people would not expect to be good? You know, well, I guess that is Finland and we'll talk about it anyway. But one trip that we went mm-hmm. on that actually was really cool was, um, we went to Curacao, which is sort of like, you know, ra- a random place to go in the Caribbean, um, and I think like a little bit different and I'm not really like a beach vacation person, but it actually is like a really fascinating place. Um, and I think like JetBlue had just started doing a direct flight from JFK and they were super cheap. So we were like, no, why not? Um, so that was actually really, actually cool. I mean, everywhere else that I've been are sort of places that people generally want to go. Um, yeah. so what's the uh, deal with Curacao? What, what makes it so interesting? 
I mean, it's, you know, it was Dutch. And actually, people who are born there are still like Dutch citizens, I guess, or get some sort of like rights to Dutch stuff. Um, and it is like, like everybody on the flight from New York was Dutch. Like it was crazy. And then when you get to the gift shop, it's like, or the gift shops in the airport are like gift shops. And I imagine like never been anywhere else in the Caribbean, but like, like gift shops in the Caribbean, but then like a lot of like Edom cheese, like giant wheels of like Dutch cheese. <laughs> like it's like really strange. <laughs> um, and like, there's also like, yeah, it's weird. Like there's this crazy history there. Like the first synagogue ever in the new world was built there and it's still there. Um, wow. which is really incredible. And you can go to the Curacao, um, liquor factory, which is amazing because they also make aftershave that is basically just Curacao without the blue food coloring in it. Um, so which was <laughs> insane <laughs> and we totally bought it, but, um, yeah, it's just like, it's just like, I like weird places. So there was something a little bit weirder about it than just going to like Bermuda, I guess. I don't know. And I haven't been right. to Bermuda. Yeah. It may be great. I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah. I've never been anywhere in the Caribbean. You have, right? Uh, I took a very depressing cruise in the Caribbean with my ex, and it rained almost the entire time. It's a sign. And uh, the only movie on the boat, I think I've told this story before on the podcast, was The Dark Knight. And so I've seen The Dark Knight like three <laughs> times. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. I remember like we went to the boat docked at Atlantis, <gasps> that like hotel that was always advertised on Nickelodeon, like throughout my childhood. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being there being like, this wasn't supposed to be like how I saw Atlantis. I can take you to Atlantis. I don't want to go. It's okay. <laughs> I don't need to go again. <laughs> But I didn't, it was raining and I didn't even get to go on that water slide that like looks like a pyramid. Fuck. I was pissed. Oh, man. I know. Yeah. Also, yeah. Cruises are bad. I yeah. Guess. yeah. Um, Have you guys consider doing like a bad trip show where people just, cause I like, I could definitely talk about like some like terrible oh, trips. That's, that's a good idea. You know, it's interesting cause we talk about this, uh, like we talk to people, you know, much like we talked to you where we were like, where do you want to talk about? And people are always I think want to talk about a great place they went to because Mm -hmm. a, that's more exciting and it's fun and you feel like you're actually like giving people advice. But I I like the idea of a bad trip because it's like, of course I do because I'm an agent (laughs) of chaos, but (laughs) (laughs) much like my friend, the Joker. But uh, I was just like, it's, it's interesting because people don't want to do it, but I would like to do it, I guess is the short long way of saying it. We'll put that on the back burner for now. But I do, I think it's valuable to be like, hey, I went to this place that, that lots of people are considering going to and it sucked and here's why. And like, that's also useful. It's yeah. not as fun, but it's still useful. Oh, I would, I would much rather know that a place sucks than like spend a lot of time planning and building it up and being like, this is going to be great. And then get there and be like, oh, I could have just... Yeah. It might also just even be that, like, it's not the place that sucks, but just, like, the things that happened on the trip, which, like, you know, you know, tragedy plus time equals comedy, as you guys obviously yes. well know. Like, I, I feel like mm-hmm. you could just definitely, like, dig up some, like, pre- if people are ready to laugh, you know. I don't mean, like, trips where, like, somebody died, but, like, yeah. you know, like. We got to find be, like, somebody who just you know. wants to, like, go off. Oh, wait, I've been to the Caribbean <laughs> twice because I on the Disney cruise that I went on oh. with former guest Carly Wiesel, <laughs> we went to the private oh. island that Disney owns called Castaway Key. Oh. And um, it, uh, Ursula reminded me of it because I'm pretty sure someone died on the boat. <laughs> wow. Because they were like, we just have to make a quick emergency medical stop. Like, don't <laughs> worry. Like, Goofy's still dancing on deck 10. And we were like, okay. <laughs> Oh no, my god! Goofy has to put on that suit any tragedy, anytime tragedy strikes. They're like fucking jumping in the suit in and that dance, suit running around. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, okay, let's, uh, before we get into yeah. the topic of the day, let's get into the Take Me There Traveler quiz, which, mm-hmm. um, as you may or may not know, Ursula is pass-fail. No, it isn't. You so keep saying it. I hope you pass, but I'm not going to, even though we're uh, known each other for a long time, we work together, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. I, I can't give you this any sort preamble. of curve. It's a stupid preamble. <laughs> it's <laughs> okay, well, we kind of already got the answer to the first question, which is, Ursula, do you like short trips all the time or big trips sometimes? Yeah, I mean, I think the exception to that would be like during the best periods of my life, I got to do both. Like when we lived in New York, right. we would like go to the Catskills or go to the Adirondacks a lot for the weekend. And then we'd also like mm. go on a trip somewhere. But I would never want to like have... go to London for 12 hours or something ridiculous. Like that right, would be stupid. Right, right. Do you have short trips that you like outside of Madison? We haven't really been here long enough to know. We did one right after our wedding where we went to a really fancy resort uh, that's up north that's like between here and Minneapolis. And it was just beautiful. But I think they don't even allow kids there. So it'll probably be a while. Yeah, Wait, we was, should ask Russell about Wisconsin Dells. What's the deal with Wisconsin Dells? Tell us. Like, at, at all like like how much do you want to know it's so crazy <laughs> someone carly, carly told us it's her favorite place on planet earth yes well, so you, you tell us your opinion of it do you know well do you know about like house on the rock at all no because it comes up like it's like referenced in popular culture a lot it's a really crazy place and it's sort of like part of the wisconsin dells trip even though it's not in wisconsin dells and like it's worth just like honestly talking to somebody about for an hour because it's so insane like this insane like quote unquote architect built it because he was rejected from Frank Lloyd Light, right, Frank Lloyd Wright's architecture school, which was like also in the same town. And he sort of built it as like a means of revenge, but it's like this crazy museum that you get like stuck in for four hours, which has just like, I, I can't even, you know what? It's like a whole episode, but that's like part of it. And that just sort of casts a pale over the whole thing. Cause it's kind of like death. Like it's just like the worst thing you can imagine, but like this huge oh attraction. <laughs> like you literally you come out of it and you're just like, I never want like I am so upset. Um wow. so interesting. Okay, it's, House on the Rock. We gotta Google it. Yeah, I'll like, Google this shit. Neil after. Gaiman like puts it I don't read his novels, but like Neil Gaiman like mentions it in his novels. Like it's so such like a weird, crazy place. Like, okay. Um but then like Wisconsin Dells is just like this like small town full of like weird sort of like sad theme parks and hotels with like water slides and there's a place there called uh tommy bartlett's robot world um and uh, we went there recently and it was like a museum of the 80s it was amazing it was amazing like it was basically like if you had made a, a museum in the 80s and like made a lot of computers with like like you know now you guys are younger than me but like just like you know tic-tac-toe or you can like play it with the robot like with the computer yeah. and like you know, in like QBasic or whatever, and then like put it in a box and be like, check out this amazing robot. <laughs> but like everything I mean, was like that. That sounds awesome. Kinda that's amazing. Like Tommy Bartlett's robot world sounds pretty oh, it, That's amazing. And the other thing about Tommy Bartlett's that's so incredible is that, so I guess when they built the space station Mir, they built three of them and like one's in the ocean and one's in Russia, I guess. And the other one is in Tommy Bartlett's robot world. <laughs> <laughs> that's so it's so crazy. Why? So like, there's oh this whole God. thing in the middle that's like all about like the Soviet space program. That's <laughs> like so I can't funny. actually talk about it without laughing because like it's so weird. And then you go through it and there's just like all this stuff about like cosmonauts and like like this Cold War and like these like mannequins like oh in God. like Soviet space. I don't know. You guys 
it's like maybe worth a trip. Like, yeah, it sounds kind of awesome. I, uh, I get like Wisconsin's a place that I want to go and I don't fully know why. Like, it seems really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it seems like if I go to Chicago to visit friends, it's not a crazy trip from there, obviously. No, not at all. So no. I'm like, Wisconsin seems really interesting to me. Like, it feels yeah. like. I don't know if Ursula, if I'm reading this wrong, but it seems like at least Madison, I don't know what Milwaukee is like, but like those two cities seem like, oh, I'd have like a great weekend in either of those cities. Yeah. I mean, we like, we got married here, like for that reason, like we made our friends like come here because we knew like Madison is just like a wonderful place to be. It's like a lovely place with like great restaurants and nice things to do. And like, there's four lakes, like it's crazy. Like it's, it's beautiful if it's not winter. Um, But you know, and the rest of the state is like also really beautiful. It's like North Woodsy. It's, you know, it's not like being in like Indiana. No offense to your listeners in Indiana, but like it's it's a little more like northern and uh there's this great like supper club culture and there's just a lot of like weird I, I always find weird stuff, but like there's just a lot of like weird like outsider art and like weird little museums and like I don't know, you can like you can find stuff to do here if you sort of don't mind it being like quiet and, and a little bit bizarre. So, mm. um, and if you like to drink, like, cool. yeah, yeah. Tommy Bartlett's robot. I do like to drink. I gotta yeah. go. Um, back to the quiz. Ursula, when it comes to going to the airport, are you always early or late, but worth the wait? Okay. So, um, do you guys have like a recurring theme in your anxiety dreams? Like, do you always have, when you have anxiety dreams, are they like always about like a similar thing? Yeah, no. mine is always that I'm wrongly imprisoned. Really? Whoa. Yeah. That's funny. Whoa. Mine yeah. are always just bizarre. Or I'm in much like this uh, house you were talking about, or this museum, I'm in a building where I know I need to get out and I can't get out. Oh, you cannot go to House on the Rock. Like, you will, because you can't, you actually can't get out. Like, you have to proceed through four buildings and you can't go backwards and it takes four hours. Don't, oh my like, God. don't go, don't go. Um, wow. But I, my anxiety dream is always about being late for some form of like mass transportation. Like I'm late oh. for a bus, I'm late for a plane. Like, and uh, so I get to the airport like insanely early. And uh, I've been a very, very lucky actually because my husband is the same way. And I think that that's like a foundation of a strong marriage. <laughs> like, if you want to travel with somebody, like, or strong partnership, there's a fucking crack in this foundation. <laughs> Not throwing me under the bus that we're late for. <laughs> Because it would just, it, I'd be so stressed out if I was with one of these people that was like relaxed by getting to the airport. So like the fact that Jeff like wants to get there earlier than I do is amazing. Um, so yes. very yeah. I mean, at this point, we don't I, need to talk about ours. Yeah, but I'm glad <laughs> you're on the right side. This yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Ursula. When traveling, do you prefer a tight itinerary or loose plans? I, I plan a lot in advance. Like I really want to mm-hmm. know what's there. I want to make sure we see what we should see and. Um, yeah, so I would say a pretty t- a pretty tight itinerary. Pretty tight itinerary. What are your um like resources? What do you normally go to to find like if you're going to a place, what are you using? Are you just googling? Are you like using certain sites? What's your like go to? I mean, I just I guess everything online. Like I'll just spend like weeks and in some ways I think sometimes planning a trip is like my favorite part. Like I just read everything. I'll like read about the history. I'll like just find any I'll read like the tourist boards website. I'll read TripAdvisor. Like I'll look up weird stuff and then like go down a rabbit hole to like find out more about it. But it's funny because my husband is the opposite. He like doesn't read anything about 
a place. And then we go there and he's like, oh, this place is really interesting. And then we come home and he starts reading all about it and then complaining, like, why didn't we go to this place? Why didn't we go to that place? And I'm like, <laughs> could you have brought this up before? <laughs> like when I was planning oh, our trip. That would make me um, so mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <totally>. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Um, okay, Ursula, do you pack for the gram or pack for the grind? Meaning like, do you pack a bunch of cute outfits so that you can take pictures of yourself? In? <laughs> Uh, I, I not really, you know, I, the last time I even went on a trip like that was like a year before my son was born. And I guess maybe I, maybe, but I know, cause I'm always on trips where I'm like walking a lot and mm-hmm. so I guess just for the grind. Yeah. That's, that's a good. perfectly that's reasonable good. answer. I pack Most for the people grind. pack for the grind. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you prefer to rent a place or get a room? So like Airbnb or hotel? We're like totally hotel people. Like I realize it's just really unhip, but um, we really like, I like the sort of reliability of a hotel. Like I read a lot of reviews and I sort of cross-reference and, you know, I just, I I like that it's going to be the same. It's going to be like super sanitary. (laughs) Like um, there's not going to be anybody weird that I have to talk to. Like I don't really want to talk to people that I don't know, you know, in a house necessarily. So uh, we... Like, I don't, I think maybe once or twice we've had Airbnb like for a wedding or something, but no, we're, we're definitely hotel people. Do you have a favorite hotel that you've ever stayed at? Uh, you know, the second part of the trip that I'm going to talk about, we were in Sweden and we stayed at the Grand Hotel Stockholm, which is like, just to put it in perspective, like Bill Clinton was staying on our floor. So oh um, yeah. wow, that was like the most insane hotel experience I've ever had. And uh, it was amazing. And clearly, clearly if I could look forward to do that, I would go back. Oh, yeah. heaven. Yeah. Um, what is like your media diet when you're traveling? Do you do podcasts, music, movies, books? God, it's been so long. And again, like I don't I don't really consume a lot of media when I'm traveling. Like I feel like like I'm kind of using as reference the last big trip we went on, which we went to Japan in 2016. And like I'm like, if I'm gonna be on the train in Japan, I just want to look out the window. I guess I could listen to music or something, but I also get really nervous about like using up all the power on my phone or whatever. Mm. So, uh, I'm pretty, I mean, for the flight, I'll just like watch what, you know, is on the little TV or bring a magazine or something, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty, pretty boring totally. that way. No, yeah. No, I That's mean, fine. It's just do nice you just look out the window. Yeah. Sometimes. That's why you went. Um, yeah. is there one thing that you always bring? Oh, no, I don't think there is. What, what do other people have? It's so hmm. it's been it's a, a range. real range. Someone was like, "Oh, I have this bouncy ball that I've kept in my pocket ever since I was a wee boy," yeah. or "I have a neck pillow that I love," or "I have these five lucky charms," or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, it's no. that's kind of like a wild card question because sometimes we get a really crazy answer to yeah. it, and so most of the time people asking. are like, "No." My answer to that question would be no. No, your answer would huh. be like packing cubes or like. Well, yeah, but that's like that's not, I, I guess, but it's like that's like saying I always bring you know my what? luggage. For the next episode, I'm gonna come up with your answer to that question because there <laughs> is something, and I'm gonna figure out what it is. Um, anyway, Good Ursula, attitude. last question, uh-huh. probably the most important. Yeah, are you an aisle queen or a window bitch? Oh, definitely the aisle because I, I have like a moderate fear of flying, even though I've done it, you know, hundreds of times like everybody else. And so my feeling with the aisle is that if you can see the flight attendant, you can assess the danger. So like if there's really bad turbulence, <laughs> I just like to look down the aisle and see if I can see the flight attendant. And if they look relaxed, like then I'm cool. So I've never actually looked down the aisle and seen a flight attendant looking scared. Thank God, because I'd probably be dead. 
Um, but yeah, that is, that's actually my reasoning for getting an aisle seat every single time. That's my, oh my favorite God. reason that's for the picking best the reason aisle. We've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm never going to not think about that. Yeah, I will think about that too. Forever. That's a good check on a plane yeah. though during turbulence. I, I'm, I'm sure I'm uh, like guilty of doing that too, of being like, how scared do they look right now? Yeah. Because they see it every day. They're going bouncy, Here's bouncy the all the time. Have you ever been on a flight where the okay. oxygen mask came down? Because I haven't. I've never been on one where the mask came down. I was on a flight that made an emergency landing, like from O'Hare to Boston, and the there was like a fire in the wiring of the cockpit or something, and um, it happened right after we took off from O'Hare. That's actually cause sort of when my fear of flying started. I really wasn't afraid of flying before then, and uh, and it was it was actually pretty scary for a few minutes, and like we, we I like was holding hands with the person next to me who I had never met, so like it was scary. This was a long time ago. yeah, Damn. it was like wow. it was the year two thousand. Like, so my parents dropped me off. After my college graduation, they picked me up. We were, I was driving from Oberlin to Madison. They dropped me in Chicago to like fly to Boston for a job interview, and this crazy thing happened. Um, but we were all fine. And uh, but yeah, but actually, you know, the flight attendant did like look like pretty serious. But I think that was because like we were making an emergency landing. So. Right. That's good. One time yeah. I got to sit in the flight attendant, like little foldy downy seats. Oh, That's nice. Yeah, I was flying unattended minor, and the flight attendant was like. <laughs> Do you want to come sit in my cool seat? And I was like, hell yeah. And then we like hung out up there for a little bit. Oh, I don't yeah. know that that's the thing they would do now, but it was. I don't know. It was a thrill. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Ursula, you passed. Yeah. Great got job. A, great work. Got got a B. B. You got a oh B. God. Oh my God. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Brilliant job. Oh, um, no. Okay, Ursula, let's get into this trip. Let's talk first about like how did this trip come about? Why did you pick Finland? Why did you want to go there? Like what what interested you about the place? So we were we had like done that honey fund thing where people give you money, you know, when you get married to go on a trip. So we had this big this hence the Grand Hotel Stockholm. So we had this big chunk of money to use on a trip and we sort of talked about a bunch of different places, but I had really I've really always wanted to go to um, Scandinavia. Uh, which I have to note, because you'll hear this all the time if you do go to Finland, that Finland is actually not part of Scandinavia. It's a Nordic country, but it's not Scandinavian, and they're very touchy about that. Um, but I'd always wanted to go to Sweden or Norway, and I so I was really pushing that. And then my husband was like, well, I think it might be interesting to see Helsinki. And I was like, sure, why not? Like, let's go to Finland, too, because you can, like, take a boat from Finland, to, from Helsinki to Stockholm, and maybe that'd be interesting. And um, so it's a little bit random, but I also do really like the idea of going to places that I don't know a lot of people that have been to, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, I like, you know, I was just like, yeah, we'll go to Helsinki. Not many people have been there and, and that'll be, that'll be cool. So it was, it was our honeymoon technically, but it was a year after we got married. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I don't know anyone that's been to Finland. I know lots of people that have been to the actual Scandinavian countries, but I, Finland's like very, uh, I don't. Besides, like uh, uh, a friend who's part Finnish, I know nothing about Finland at all. Yeah, it's really like like right up until we started planning the trip, I was I was sort of like, wait, Helsinki or Reykjavik? Like I would, I, which is crazy because now everybody's been to Iceland, and like I would, should have known that. But like, yeah, it's a really like you don't really run into any other Americans when you're there. You actually keep thinking that you're talking to Americans because the Finns speak such perfect English that it's insane. Like when you go to Sweden and the Swedes like speak English, but they have an accent, you're just like, Oh my God, you guys have nothing on the Finns. Like the Finns, like everyone you talk to, you're like, Oh, you're an American. And they're like, no, but I'd like to go there someday. Like 
it's crazy. It's crazy how well they speak wow. English. So you, I don't, we don't think we met or encountered another American the entire time we were there. Damn. Wow. That's really interesting. That interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you went in 2014. Mm-hmm. What, uh, how long did you go for and what time of year did you go? We went in the, like the very end of May. Uh, so it's light 23 hours of the day. Um, and, uh, and that's interesting. Um, and yeah, what was the other part of the question? Um, and how long did you go for? Oh, we were in Helsinki for about four days before we went to Stockholm. Gotcha. And then we were in Sweden for like 10 days. Okay, cool. Um, cool. Let's, I guess, walk us through the trip, like whatever you want to talk about, kind of, uh, however you want to tell the story. Oh, sure. Cool. Well, uh, you guys can ask questions too. Of course. But, (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, it was really, it, it was actually like, the sort of defining feature of Finland, I think, is like how empty it is. Like, there's just like no one there. It's a really small country in terms of population. And even when you like get to the airport, it's like weirdly super empty. Like, there was no one in the airport. And we were just like, what happened? Like, what happened to the people on our flight? Like, and then you like get into the middle of Helsinki and you're like, there's just not, but that sounds worse than it is. Like, if you go to like the main part of downtown Helsinki, like, you see a lot of people, but like, it's just like a very calm sort of like quiet place. Um, so, you know, for your listeners who are not really into that kind of thing, I would not, you know, recommend it. But if that's your jam, like if you really want to sort of feel like unperturbed and like sort of, you know, safe, but like, I, I, that sounds ridiculous. I've been to a lot of places that don't fit that description too, but I, it's just, um, yeah, it's really, it's very quiet. So that's the first thing you notice. It's, it's just, it's, just so undeniable. It's so weird. Um, and then the other thing is just like, have you ever looked at like written Finnish, the language? It's just like, have you looked no. at it? Ever? No. We're going to look it so up find, on the phone yeah. now. Find something in Finnish and look it up because basically it looks like the language looks like the worst Scrabble hand you've ever had or like the code on your boarding pass or something. Like it's like three I's in a row and like a lot of K's and it's in this, it's in this own language group that like only a very few languages are in. So like, you know, when you go to like almost anywhere else in Western Europe, you can sort of like make out a word, you know, you can try basically anywhere mm-hmm. else. You're like, Oh, I understand why that means this. Like in Finland, like you don't even try, like you look at the stuff and you're just like, like, I'm, like it's so foreign. I, actually, my husband put it really well. He was like, Finland is just in terms of like Western Europe, probably the most like lost in translation experience you can have, like just in terms of like the weirdness and the apartness of the culture. Um, hmm. wow. Interesting. So yeah, I'm looking it at feels some of this. really fascinating there. Yeah. I'm looking at some of the language where it's like the same word spelled the same way can mean like seven different things. But then if you add a letter or take a letter away, it's like wild, like tons of consonants back, to back tons of vowels back to back yeah. like insane i don't even know how you would start to say this i mean it is it's still right, the alphabet totally. that we're used to which almost makes right. it more yes. confusing that's true that is actually true right that's true it's not like when you go to japan yeah. and you're like oh my god i get it, obviously but like you right it makes it more confusing you're like i should be able to like discern what this menu has on it but right. i can't possibly <laughs> so yeah my dad um, is uh he went to medical school in hungary and uh oh, yeah try hungarian is kind of also in like i think it's only other linguistic link on the planet is navajo no like, it's, it's just it, wild 
It is. So I know about that like Hungarian Navajo thing because I remember learning that in linguistics in college, which is so crazy. But it's actually in the same language group as Finnish, which is crazy. Just look at the map. Like what? Uh, It's like Finnish, Estonian, and Hungarian are in a language group together. And and then like also some like indigenous languages from like northern Scandinavia, like the Sami language and stuff. Oh, Um, wow. And I think they think that maybe Basque, but like that's like theory. Hmm. Um, oh, crazy. So it is like that Navajo thing is so crazy. Like, right? That is nuts. Yeah. That is just, I, I can't even like really. Yeah. 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 That's one of those things where you're just like, who knows? Right. Who knows? <laughs> not us, not any experts. <laughs> nobody, like, nobody will ever probably know. Yeah. Right. No, totally not. It's right. fun. Totally not. Yeah. I like that. Um, um, so Helsinki, so. where did you stay? Like, what's, where'd you stay at the city? I don't know if you remember the name of the hotel. But oh, yeah, like, totally. We stayed at this place called the Hotel Fabian, um, which I picked out after reading thousands of reviews. And it was a sort of walkable distance to the center. There's like an esplanade in the center of town. And um, it was just a really lovely hotel. And the people were very nice. And um, I really love European hotel breakfast. You know, like European hotel breakfast, it's like amazing. It's like all the cold cuts and like four different kinds of muesli. And like, it's just huge. And and this was like the best European hotel breakfast I've ever had. And um, and one morning we slept through it and like, I, f- I feel like I'm still not over it. Like I'm still not fully over the fact that we like missed the breakfast at the Hotel Fabian. Oh my God. Um, but, and like my husband's luggage got lost and the hotel handled the whole thing. I mean, you know, it's funny because I complain about like, not complaining, but the, the point about the language is like sort of, the language is intense, but everyone again speaks perfect English. So it's not like the language barrier in like when you go to Japan or something where you really are like right. struggling. Um but, uh, so, you know, everyone was so helpful and, but that was a very lovely hotel and I, I looked and they're still open and if anyone's going to Helsinki, I would highly recommend it. It's very good. Yeah. Hell yeah. Speaking of European hotel breakfast and Hungary, when I was like 18 months old, my parents took me and my sister to Hungary with them and I really overdid it at the hotel <laughs> breakfast right before we got on a plane and apparently, oh, no. I don't remember this. I just remember apparently my mom was trying to talk to the flight attendant and I just kept going, mom. She's like, what? Like, please stop talking to me. And I was like, mom. And then just uh, threw up all over her right before we took off. Yeah. Oh, God. So, it's hard not anyway, to. Shout out to your they're so, they're so good. They're like, like smoked salmon and there's like five different kinds yeah. of milk. And one of them looks like it's curdled. Like, what's that? I don't yeah. even know. Like, it's so, so crazy. Yeah. I just remember like, the opportunity to have like all you can eat bacon yes. was not something I was willing to turn down. <laughs> yeah. That's why we, you and me both have that in common from our past. And also now when we make bacon at home, we always make we a lot and then it. we just eat it all. And then we then can't I buy bacon. Yeah. Um, um, okay. So beautiful hotel. Beautiful hotel. Sorry. <laughs> <Puke filled> breakfast. <laughs> beautiful, like a grand hotel, but it was like very nice and like very like, nice and modern and the design was very nice. And, um, yeah, so, so really great. Um, yeah. And then like, I had just done a lot of research sort of about, you know, what, uh, things to go see and do and I, and where to eat. And I tend to like, want to go to places, I would say more than like the newest hip restaurant. I'm sort of interested in going to places that have been around for a really long time. So like, that we did, we actually, on this whole trip between Finland and Scandinavia and Sweden, we decided we'd go to like one really expensive, like new Scandinavian cuisine restaurant. And we actually did that in, in Helsinki at this restaurant called, um, uh, Raventola, which is the word for restaurant Olo. Uh, and that was pretty amazing. It would be sort of like going to like Blue Hill or something. Like it was just really intensely Mm -hmm. amazing. Um, but everything else we did, we went to these very sort of like classic places. And I would just say like the whole feeling of Helsinki is sort of this like 
and I've never been to the Eastern Bloc, so far be it for me to say, but my sense was that it's, it really is sort of on the cusp of like Western Europe and Eastern Europe. Like it, it was the closest American embassy to the Soviet Union. So like it was actually a really hot spot in the Cold War, I guess, apparently. Like there's a lot of like spy stuff there and like sometimes like movies like Reds was filmed, like shot there, like movies that are supposed to be in, you know, the Soviet Union were shot there or Russia. Um, so it has this very like Slavic sort of situation happening and it has those sort of like very old like 19th century cafe like European cafes and stuff so we went to uh places like that one in particular was called Cafe Eckberg it was really wonderful um and then you know so there's a lot of that sort of like old Europe uh alongside the very hip stuff and then we also went to a place a restaurant called Raventola Seahorse which had been around since 1936 and like I guess I guess I'm assuming you guys know this, but maybe not. They're just like, it's it's like a design capital. Like Finnish design is very, very famous. And like, it's just, everything is beautiful. So like um, this particular restaurant, they had this just gorgeous mural of seahorses that was like from the 30s. It was very like Art Nouveau, but like real, it just is sort of like unique and you eat in this restaurant and um, have really weird Finnish food because it's like- Oh yeah, I was going to ask, be, like, what's really, the deal? Yeah. What's the deal with Finnish oh. food? It's just herring. Like, uh, seriously, you have to be, like, so down with eating herring. Like, there's so much of it. It's uh, – I have a picture from a grocery store that's, like, a thousand kinds of herring. I will wow. send it to you. It was nuts. Uh, yeah. I don't know that I yeah, ever Baltic, had herring. herring. You didn't yeah, get I it don't when think we I went had to Amsterdam? No. Oh, I like herring. I don't like, like, really um, – like, that fermented herring. I'm not into that. But, like, normal herring I love. Is it just fishy? Is herring just fishy? I mean, like, it, does it have, like, a really distinctive fish taste? Yeah, kind of. Like- I would be, like, if someone g- gave me, like, a bunch of a fish in sort of, like, a blind taste test, I could probably pick out herring. Okay. It's kind of distinct. Okay. Yeah. That's all I, would I mean, really they do me. a lot of stuff to it. It'll be, like, pickled or in cream sauce or fried. But they're, like, little fish. So, like, when we, we got, like, a pla- – like, a one of us ordered – I don't remember. One of the two of us ordered, like, fried herring at, this, at the Seahorse restaurant. And, like – it came with this like mountain of like fried fish, but like they're literally the shape of like fishes. So like it was so, so weird, you know, but um, like just like 20 fried little individual fish, look, like almost like fake the shape, but that's the shape of them. Um, and then <laughs> Alex like, is shaking her head. No, I don't want to eat yeah. that. <laughs> it was oh really God. like, I'm not like a huge fish person, but I, you just sort of have to do it. Cause like, it's right. just going gonna, gonna to come up again and again. And then um, the other, the other thing that's very predominant is a, uh, like reindeer meat. So, um, mm. like reindeer meatballs, which is also very common in Sweden, but there's a lot of like reindeer filet and, uh, obviously neither of us are vegetarians, but, um, yeah. So, uh, actually I remember in the, in one of the gift shops in Helsinki, they had uh, bear seasoning and tinned bear meat, which was crazy. Whoa. Weird. I've, 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 animals. I've, yeah. I've eaten bear before. It's you have? not, I have cause my, uh, my godfather is a hunter and so he'll sometimes he'll go on hunting trips and get a bear basically there's a whole system for who can get a bear you know it's like right right all that stuff is very regulated but uh so he would get a bear and then he would bring the meat back it's really meat that's only good for like stew you know like it's not something where you'd make a steak out of it and it would taste good it's not Mm. fatty enough bears are not despite their large size the meat isn't like marbled in any real way. So right. it's not the most delicious meat. You're not to getting eat. any wagyu bear. No, 
unfortunately yeah, if not. You think about it, like we don't really eat predator mammals a lot. There must be a no. reason for that. You know, <laughs> like I didn't have any bear, but we did see it. There's a lot of like moose too and elk, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, the can bear was so weird because it was like we were in this gift shop and it was sort of like a tacky like souvenir shop, like where what passes as one in Finland and like. There was like tinned bear meat, and then it was like right next to like a T-shirt with like a sad polar bear on it that just said "I hate Mondays," which was so weird. Like I don't know, like what the relationship is here. And it said oh like Finland on the back, and actually, I really regret not buying that shirt. But um, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, so it was just really, really odd. Uh, and so that is, that is a lot of the food. And then I actually, oh, I sent you a picture at one point. We were like, I really like gummy candy in Sweden and Finland are great for people who like gummy candy and. We found these gummy candies that were like TV genre themed. Like one was comedy and one was crime and one was The Voice Finland. So like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I out of they looked good. The crime ones were very dark. Like they yeah. were like black licorice. Maybe. Yeah, everything is licorice. Like everything is black licorice. Like they have licorice oh. sauce for your ice cream and like licorice flavored ice cream. And like it's all salty, like super salty licorice. Oh. Another big yeah. feature of the cuisine. This might yeah. not be the country for me. I don't know if I've had good black licorice. That might be the problem. But I don't. The black licorice I've had, I did not like. I don't think you. Yeah, the salty licorice is really hard to take. Like if you don't even like like sweet black licorice, then you're not going to like the salty black licorice. But uh, I'm, I'm a pull and peel kind of girl, so I feel like that's probably yeah. not happening in family. We have a lot of other gummy candy, so like you're you're well, safe. You're good. safe. Like that's many. They love gummy candy. So, um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of like a lot of licorice. I don't, I don't actually know what the reason is. If maybe that plant just hmm. grows very robust and grows in very like dark places, I should look it up. But um, I wonder because isn't mm, what? Never mind. I was going to say something, but now I realize that I'm probably wildly uninformed about That's licorice okay. and where it comes oh, from. How can you be wildly uninformed? Like, okay, so back to. Back to Helsinki. Helsinki. So what else did you do while you were there? Like, what did you like to do in that city? Yeah, we did a lot of really cool stuff. So um, uh, one thing that probably people know about Finland is that Marimekko and um, Arabia, Arabia glass, Itala glass is from there. Um, Again, it is like this major design capital. And the design is just everywhere you go, like the buildings are just, just wandering around is amazing. Like every sort of building will have these little, sort of Art Nouveau details or like deco, I mean, depending on the period or Victorian. I mean, they just really, really care about aesthetics. So um, just walking the streets is just so lovely and noticing like all the differences and um, just really different than almost any other city, maybe with the exception of like Lisbon where like every tile is different. That's amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, so just walking around is great. But then like they do have a giant outlet store for Marimekko and Itala glass. So if you like that stuff, it's like kind of amazing and you can, Oh, buy all cool. of this stuff and then they take off the taxes and then they actually will ship it for you. So we just spent like a ton of money on like, you know, fancy stuff that we would never buy here. Um, but like really nice glass and really beautiful fabric. And um, it's really cool. Oh so, yeah. I'm looking yeah. at pictures now. It's really I'm beautiful. Some Marimekko textiles. Yeah. They're so stunning. And, um, yeah, and they were, cool. they, they're from there and um, yeah. And so the, they're sort of at this old glass factory actually is where the outlet is, which is really cool. And you can take a tram there. They have these old trams, like streetcars that go everywhere. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's a thing to do. Um, another thing that everyone does is there's this church that is carved into the rock, um, which is kind of interesting. I mean, there's a lot of crazy architecture, like, you know, probably Eros Saarinen who designed like the, you know, 
um, the parts of LaGuardia. Yeah, obviously. The why am I forgetting the name of the terminal that's like so famous that he designed? I'm so embarrassed. Uh, if, isn't it's it now the GWA one? GWA terminal, right? Of course, yes. Yeah. And uh, he was like his father designed a lot of these like really incredible buildings in Helsinki. So his father designed this incredible train station that's just this sort of like feat of architecture. And I don't know enough about architecture to really talk about it, but it's worth just like walking up to it and seeing it. Um, so there's a lot of crazy architecture, but this church that's like carved into the rock is really interesting because. You're sort of like in a rock, um, which doesn't sound as cool as it looks when you're inside it. Um, and I'm not really a churchgoer, like we're Jews. I don't know. <laughs> like um, They're all Lutherans, like fine. But uh, uh, that is that is a really cool thing to do. Um, we went to the National Museum, which is actually also, like again, like I'm really like dorky traveler. Like I really like history museums. I really like, like history museums and grocery stores. Like I just want to like know about the country. So um, but the National Museum is really crazy because you realize, like, it's like a parallel universe. Like, you read about, you know, you, like, you guys know pretty much, like, what was happening in, like, France or Spain. You could talk about it generally during, like, certain periods of time. But, like, Finland was, like, its own thing. So, like, you're reading about these, like, wars that, like, in the 20th century, you've never heard of, like, the War of Continuation. Like, that's the worst name ever for a war, by the way. <laughs> like, it's like, the saddest name for a war. Like, the Winter War. Just, like, and you're like, where am I? Like, you feel like you're in a parallel universe because they're just talking about this history that you just have never been, like, aware of. Um, and most of it's just, like, with Russia and Sweden because, like, I think most of Finnish history, like, they were just partially owned by Russia or then partially, or, like, they were, like, dominated by Russia and then, like, dominated by Sweden and it would sort of go back and forth. Um, hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. I know, yeah. isn't Finland the one that, didn't, like, Russia or Germany try to invade it during World War II and Finland, like, stopped them? The, there's like a really complicated thing with like Hitler and like Finland and I can't remember it and I'm really embarrassed, but they weren't, uh, you know what? That's I don't remember. Rare. It's not a history yeah, podcast. Sorry. It's not. Yeah. If you guys want to know more about Hitler and Finland, <laughs> that's what the internet is for. <laughs> I am so embarrassed. I mean, there were like definitely like Nazis in Finland. I don't know. Um, okay, to know but not yeah. anymore. Yeah. Well, I, maybe well, there are um, Nazis. According to yeah. every TV show on Amazon, there are oh Nazis God, everywhere, everywhere now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what, what are you guys Because I was just, we're not watching any of the shows. We were but just the, talking about like this <laughs> epidemic of like people wanting like Nazi content. Nazi content. Because there was like Man in, oh, yeah. or Man in the High Castle, right, right. Hunters, uh, oh, the one oh, on Babylon HBO. Berlin. Babylon, Babylon Berlin. Berlin. Although my dad yeah. loves that show. We know a lot of people who love that show. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm not too. saying these shows I'm not saying these shows aren't good. I'm just saying there is like right. the last couple of years a real influx Even of Westworld Nazi. Westworld was like yeah. Nazi times for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. I was like, why would you have a vacation spot that was like modeled on like Nazi Germany? Like, who's going to this like <laughs> fantasy camp? Like that one I didn't really get. So um yeah. but uh yeah, that was weird off the rails yeah, it was so um, lucky. like that was yeah back to Helsinki back to Helsinki um so National so, Museum great museum that, I just yeah. mean like don't hold yourself back like go off on your on your dorky love of stuff in Helsinki you know yeah I mean I think like just the reoccurring theme is just like stuff that you didn't know and I it's weird to keep like comparing it to going to Japan and I realize like not everyone's been to Japan obviously but like for me the experience of being in Japan was sort of like constantly opening gifts like you were constantly like being exposed to something you just like never heard of or it was so weird or just like totally from beyond your sort of frame of reference and 
Finland came close to that. Not as much, you know, the experience of going to Japan is so different in that way, but like being in Finland, like you're just, uh, it's just, everything is so different. You, you know, nothing about this place and it is a fairly like isolated country that sort of developed its own sort of strange culture. Um, so going to the museum for me was really fascinating, like to see the art. And also, you know, there are like indigenous people in the North of Finland that are like a lot like, you know, have had like the same sort of like problems and sort of oppression as indigenous people in other parts of the world. And that's like really interesting as that sounds like, oh, it's just very interesting, their oppression. But like, I mean, it's actually like sort of like moving and troubling, but like you learn a lot. Um, and uh, it's also a super progressive country. And that's like really heartening. And you're there and you're just like, oh, this country is amazing. Like, it's like they, it was the first country to have women's suffrage uh, in Europe, in Europe. It was like, um, they have, um, it's so, the taxation is so progressive that like speeding tickets are based on your income because like normally speeding tickets would be like a regressive tax, right? Like if you're poor, you have to pay the same as somebody who's rich. Like that's fucked up. Like it's going to hurt you more. But if you're like a super rich person in Finland and you speed, like you get a huge ticket, Um but it's just like, it's like next level sort of progressive taxation, which uh, that sounds so dorky. But like, if you think about it, you're like, that's pretty revolutionary. It's really cool. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I assume the, I assume the rest of the, uh, you know, I assume it's like a universal healthcare and oh, like, yeah. uh, I like, did it feel really progressive when you were there? Did it feel like, I don't know what I would compare it to. Did it feel like community minded? I think something that has really stuck out to us during the pandemic and like walking around and seeing other people in who are literally in our community is how much it feels like everyone feels like the rules don't apply to them or that like, ev- yes, this is happening to everyone else, but it, it's not happening to me. Yeah. Did I guess our, yeah. our question is like, did Finland feel distinct in that? Like it felt like a, a country where uh, the society was above the individual. I think it probably is. I think that that is actually like a sort of common theme in like the Nordic countries in general. There's actually a really good, if you have listeners that are interested in sort of traveling to any one of those countries, there's really amazing book called the almost, the almost perfect people, which sort of talks about each country separately and talks about the sort of origins of these. It's very funny. It's like written by this like funny guardian writer who's married to a Dane and, um, but he talks about that as sort of an, the, an overriding like Scandinavian principle, sort of like at the community before ourselves. But it's not like people are out in the street like hugging each other. Like Finns are like pretty quiet and like mm-hmm. reserved. Um, but I think, yeah, there's like a strong like national solidarity probably. Um, yeah, and there's like, you know, obviously like they have the best educational outcomes in the world, uh, apparently. Um, so yeah, it's it feels like, I'm sure that there are people, especially in rural Finland, that like, you know, maybe you don't have it like so well. Um, but you certainly don't see any sort of poverty like you would see even in places in Western Europe. Um, it's, you mm-hmm. know, Sweden is similar to that as well. So, yeah, the, the feeling of the welfare state is is there. Um, but I like that. I mean, that's part of the reason I always wanted to go to these countries. I wanted to sort of experience that because I believe in it. So I sort of was like, what is that like to live that Right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Very, very cool. Um, yeah. Okay. Before, I don't know if there's anything else you want to highlight in Helsinki before we move to the next phase, this boat trip. But, oh, right, um, right. But, well, there uh, a few, but there yeah, a few, I don't know. yeah. 
Well, one thing I would say that we didn't do, well, there's two, there's one thing we did do, which everyone tells you to do, which is very overrated, which is that they're really into like cinnamon buns. And there's this place that everyone's like, this is the best cinnamon buns in the city. And you have to like traipse out there and it's like a huge pain to get there. And then you get there and you're just like, this is just the same. It's like, don't, so don't listen to anyone that tells you about a cinnamon bun. That's <laughs> oh, really yeah. good. Like, oh, yeah, you're just like, it's like, don't do that. Um, and then the other thing, the thing I, that we didn't do that I wish we had done is you can actually, if you're staying, if you're staying long enough, you can take a boat trip to Tallinn in Estonia and just like hang out in Estonia for a day. Cause I think the boat takes like an hour um, or something really, really short. And uh, I wish we had done that actually, cause I've never been um, to the Eastern Bloc. So you can like go to Finland and also go to Estonia, which is also supposed to be a really cool, interesting place. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. And I, I wish that we had done that, but, but I would just say like in general, it's just a, uh, you know, it's a very sort of quiet, tame place. But if you are sort of like interesting details and like the feeling of being somewhere that no one, you know, has really been, it's a, and also are comfortable eating weird meats, it's probably a good place for you to go. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty great. I really, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is yeah. great. I love that we have a Finland uh, guest because I don't, again, I don't know anyone who's ever been there. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's worth it's, it. It's oh you know the Moomins you guys know about Moomins you know there's like creatures yeah I know Moomin. about Moomin yeah so like the Moomins are like their major cultural export so like everywhere you go there's like Moomin crap like everywhere and like in the downtown there's like this huge kiosk where you can like take a test to find out like which Moomin you are oh my god that's so the Moomins like there's so many Moomins everywhere it's really intense um, but I mean, I'm looking I do know about Moomins yes I do yeah, know about Moomins they're really important okay. They're literally oh, yeah. they're like number one cultural exports. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah. so you you le- you eventually leave Helsinki. Yes. You leave Finland. What what? Yeah. Uh, where did you go? How did you get there? So we the second part of the trip was uh, to Sweden, where we took a, a road trip and then ended in Stockholm. But uh, we decided to take this. There's there there's an overnight boat from Helsinki to Stockholm, and there are two lines. There's only two companies that run these boats. And so you have to choose. And even though I like am meticulous about reading reviews and I think I am and somehow like really good about choosing which of two things to do, I chose the wrong one. So like there's the Viking line and there's the seal line. And later on when we told somebody about the Viking line, they were like in Sweden, they were like, oh yeah, that's the line for pimps and whores. And we were like, okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, But like, so basically what happened was I was reading about these two lines and the Viking line had an all you can eat restaurant called the Viking buffet. And I was like, I really want to experience that. Like it just feels really important. So I just, it blinded me and I couldn't, I couldn't look at the other line. And, uh, cause I just, you know, it just seemed really like something we wanted to do. Um, but anyway, so, so we took this boat and like these boats are really crazy because, um, as you would imagine, like alcohol is extremely expensive in any of these countries just like a cocktail is like twenty dollars like it's like you know just really expensive so but these boats have really like relatively speaking cheap liquor so people will buy a ticket to go on these boats overnight without anywhere to sit like they have a ticket that's just standing all night basically so because they just drink all night so first there's just like a lot of really crazy people on this boat that like you really like don't want to have anything to do with like it's kind of frightening like some of them kind of seemed like zombies like we don't but they were kind of like i can't really i sort of had a theory that they were like from a halfway house and maybe had like been treated in some way that was bad or like were on like lithium i don't know we had like a very developed theory about it but like there was a lot of that and there were just a lot of like it, it was really it was really like shady um 
And then the other thing about it that was really fascinating where there were all, there were all of these, um, so, you know, every European country has like, a, or not, but there's like a Roma, obviously like gypsy, quote unquote gypsy is like Roma in different European countries. And in Finland, they, they call them kale. That's the word. And so there were all these people walking around and we didn't, we didn't know who they were, but like all of the women were in these like really intense, like bustled skirts and like 19th century dress. And the men were all in track suits and they were like, we kind of would like see them like drinking a lot or like we saw them like getting in fights a few times. Um, like they're a party culture, I guess. I don't know. But, um, but we looked them up later and like the Finnish kale are like really crazy. Cause like they're, oh, that sounds terrible, but like, it's a really interesting culture. Cause like they, uh, the women stopped like where the clothes that they were wearing stopping in like 1855, but the men wear like modern dress. So like, all of the women were in like seriously like 1855 like bustled skirts like walking around with guys in tracks it was was so surreal it was like it was like crazy it was just like looked surreal you know and like yeah and they they were definitely like they were like you know down for the fight like it was a really like i mean it was probably the people that went on that boat like i don't mean that about all finnish but um but like we just didn't even know that that culture existed um so that was really crazy. And then there were all these like aspects of this boat that are like so weird. Like you we got a cabin and the cabin has a TV, but like one of the channels on the TV is like a closed circuit camera of like the dance hall on the boat, which is so fine. Like does that like does that not seem like so creepy that you could like watch the room where like other people are dancing? I don't know. For some reason that struck me as like very like gross and weird that you'd like sort of like watch people dancing in the hotel while you were in your own room and I don't know. Or not the hotel, the boat, the boat, sorry. Um, so that was very weird. There's all these like sort of weird things about this boat to the point where like we had been on it for five minutes and I was like so upset and like desperate to get off. <laughs> it was like, like the longest like 24 hours of my life, like 20 hours of my life. Like it was just so horrible. <laughs> um, but, uh, but very interesting. And apparently the other line that's like much nicer is actually really nice. And uh, so if you're going to do that, I would definitely go. Take the seal That's line. Good. The seal line. You had to you had to live the Viking life so that the rest of us could seal. <laughs> I mean, look, some people might be into that. Like if you if you like want a party, like it's a party boat, like it's a giant Baltic party boat. Like and uh you'll ne- you'll never have an experience like it again. Like there's karaoke, wow. like there's gambling, there's like a lot of herring, you know, there's just a lot of um <laughs> like the, the buffet was a lot of herring so in the end um oh i'm just like i'm imagining like a lot of like house music yeah totally precisely Great. i love but there it. was also like there was like a lounge act where the guy was singing like american standards and they like said that he was american but he like, clearly mm-hmm. was not like this was like, so funny so like a rat pack sort only- of situation. <laughs> i don't know why this brought this memory up for me, but the only time I've ever seen my dad like really drunk, we were on a boat uh, in Australia and he like got up and sang with the band. And I just remember my mom being like, and we're going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) And he was singing like, um, in Hungarian it's Ochichornia, but I think it's like, it means like black eyes. You would know the melody if you heard it. Okay. It's fine. It's very popular jazz melody, but. Have you spent a lot of time in, have you spent a lot of time in Hungary? I have not. I went there once for my sister's uh, wedding, and we stayed in because she got married in Budapest. I would, I would really love to go back yeah. and spend some more time there. I think that these, uh, I'd love to go so, there. It's really interesting. So, uh, like uh, what's the word? I'm oh yes, for? that's right. Of course, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Terrible, the wife, right? Hungary, yes, Hungary's right. having a they're, tough time. They're basically downgraded. 
They yeah. were like, you're not a democracy anymore. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that sucks. But I still really want to go with your dad. It's to beautiful. Hungary. Yeah. Budapest is a really beautiful city. Right. Um, or Orban or whatever. Yeah. It's supposed to be really yeah, actually quite terrifying sucks. there now. They have like programs to sort of like promote like white like birth. Like, I mean, it's like really oh, like God. very like creepy and yeah, maybe not the best time to go to Hungary, but Finland is an excellent alternative. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. So, and then you can go to Scandinavia or go to Sweden while you're there. That right. we, you know, and then we, you know, we did survive this boat trip and it wasn't like, you know, the worst thing in the world, but it was just like a very strange, like floating island to be on. And I don't generally like, like, like I wouldn't go on a cruise. Like I don't want to like be on a boat for very long. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was definitely, That's definitely wild. very strange. Yeah. 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 So you get to, Stockholm. Yeah. Oh, you want, do you want to hear about Sweden? Yes. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Uh, yes. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't like... let's say like a truncated version sure, only because sure. we've done, we've done um, yeah. some parts of Sweden before. Right. But. Yeah. So like I, and actually I looked up like almost everywhere we went in Finland and all of those places are still open. So, and I highly oh, recommend great. them. And, oh, we oh, actually yeah. went to a place also in Helsinki called Cafe Ursula because we had to go there oh, uh, yeah. and they are still open. So, um, uh, so yeah, we, we decided to do a road trip in, uh, in Sweden. We rented a car. It was a Volvo, which was awesome. It was like an S class, like leather interior was Whoa. so like, we didn't even request that. They just gave us the Volvo. It's amazing. Um, okay. and, uh, you get out on the roads in Sweden and you're just like, these roads are insane. Why are these the nicest roads I've ever been on? And then you go to fill up your tank and gas is $10 a gallon. So, um, it's, you know, just super high taxation to pay for like incredible infrastructure, which is great. I'm all for it. But, um, you, you know, compared to Finland, like Sweden is very, very expensive. So, um, yeah, we like, I planned this route, which I based on like, uh, I like found like some company on the line that was like doing a sort of like culinary tour in Sweden. And I basically sort of like ripped off like where they went and used it because otherwise I was like, it's this whole country and we have like a week, you know, how are we going to know where to go? So, we just drove around and like moved every day and we didn't really drive that much in between, but I just sort of wanted to see like the middle, like the normal parts of the country and um, these small towns for whatever reason. And it is just as beautiful as you'd think, you know, it's, it's just gorgeous. And uh, it's a, it's, um, you know, I list I listened to the episode where you guys talked about Stockholm and I think your guest was totally right. It, it feels like Paris. It's so beautiful. Stockholm, like it's just stunning. Um, it, it's more manageable like you know than Paris and it just is it's gorgeous and everybody is beautiful and uh <laughs> it's insane like I felt very <laughs> ethnic I felt very ethnic when we were there <laughs> like, like very short and, like round like vaguely Jewish and I was like oh my god they can tell <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good idea to sort of like look at where tours are going if you were thinking yeah. of maybe trying to plan like sort of a yeah that is a good idea trip. yeah Especially something culinary because it's like, yeah, there's only I'm sure when you're like driving the Swedish countryside looking for like delicacies, there's only a certain number yes. of places you could hit. That is absolutely true because we stopped in one town that was not like on the tour and it was not a good scene. Like, and not we had like a Hawaiian no. pizza. I don't know why we did that. Like, <laughs> it's like the worst possible thing you can order in Sweden, but I think we were just really tired of eating herring. Like, literally, yeah. that's just on the menu here. So, um, no, so this wasn't, it wasn't, like, even, like, a cheesy, like, tour company. Like, it was sort of, like, it was one of these tours where you can, like, I've never done it, but you could, like, 
buy it in advance and they do all the booking for you. And I just sort of like Mm -hmm. made the arrangements. We sort of more or less modeled it, but yeah. So like, and they were these really nice sort of hotels in the countryside or in these small towns where the food was made with local stuff, you know? So again, like we did end up like, there was like a lot of like reindeer and there was a lot of like elderflower and berries and rhubarb and, um, and actually there's, there's a more diversity of fish in Sweden. I'd say like you get some other fish than just herring. So I don't know how many times I've said that word on this podcast. It's really incredible. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm preparing because, like, really, that's what this all came down to. But um, the food was really amazing and wonderful. And and then, uh, you know, so we went to these lo- very lovely, like, small towns. And, you know, I could tell you guys what they were, but it's, it's like a whole thing. But um, and then we ended up back in Stockholm where we stayed in this insane, beautiful hotel. But I've never yeah, what's the, the deal like with that. this hotel? Of the, you know, it's the Grand Hotel Stockholm. It's like the fanciest, like sort of of the sort of normal fancy like hotel. You know, it's right on this sort of water area that, like, I don't know, it's like a bay or an inlet that sort of is, you know, has all these gorgeous buildings around it and is lit up at night with this beautiful drive. And it's just a beautiful 19th century hotel, and it's just very luxurious. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just the nicest hotel you can imagine, basically. And um, mm. but, uh, yeah, that was pretty great actually. <laughs> so, yeah, that sounds so nice. So would you, um, um, not that I don't, I, if you have Stockholm specific recs, we would love that. But I, I, I think my, my general question is kind of like, would you recommend the trip as you did it minus the cruise, uh, you know, picking the correct cruise one, <laughs> did you, were you like, Oh, this trip was like a success. Like, like everything we did was great or like. What was your general takeaway from the trip? Yeah, it was almost like everything was good except for the except for the boat. And like, I actually do think some people would like. I'm like kind of like a little bit like high, like like uptight or something, like nervous. So like the boat just wasn't for me. But like, I think like other people might like have a really good time on it, and like, um, or people who like boats. But like, I yeah, it was like the boat was really the only thing that wasn't that great. I think if I was going to do it differently, though, I would have we we spent much more time in Sweden and I think we could have spent a little bit more time in Finland and then like shifted that a little bit because we got to Finland and we were like, Oh, this country is interesting. Like we could have rented a car here and driven around and um, that would have been cool. Um, So, I mean, I, I don't think it's crazy. If you like quiet places, I don't think it's crazy to just go to Finland. (laughs) Like um, it's very light uh, in the summer. I wouldn't go there in the winter. Like that would be a horrible, horrible idea. Um, but yeah, it was a great trip. I, I would, I would go back to Finland in a minute, especially like traveling with a kid. Like I think Scandinavia would be a place or the Nordic countries, excuse me, it would be a great place with a kid because it just feels very like manageable and safe. And there's a ton of stuff for kids and it just, um, yeah. And everyone speaks English. So you don't worry about stuff necessarily. And I don't know if you get injured, you just like, I have a friend who like broke their ankle in Denmark and like went to the hospital and they like charged him $4, you know, like, um, <laughs> so, like, uh, I mean, we were talking about it. Like, I don't know when any of us are going to go on international trips again, but I think, you know, if we were going to go somewhere with our son, like we'd love to like go to Finland with him. Like, why not? You know, as weird as that sounds, like it's a cool place to go. So yeah. Yeah. why not Finland? Why not? That's why the not? slogan of it. <laughs> why not? <laughs> What else are you doing? <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, yeah, yeah this is so great. Place. We really so had fun. no idea. I Sometimes yeah. I'm able to ask like an educated question to a guest no. or, or educated in quotes, but Finland, I was just like, all right, just take us there. Yeah. 
I, you know, I just, I didn't know anything about it before either. And I just, uh, and that is sort of, that's actually a fun pl- way to go on a trip. Like go somewhere you don't know anything about, because when you get there, all you can do is find out new stuff. <laughs> like yeah. it's really, and, and how many places are there like that? You know, there aren't really a lot of places in the, well, it's not true, but like there's sort of normal places that you go. Like there aren't a lot of places that are completely mysterious. So, um, I, I think it's worth it, but thank you for having me on. I hope I, wasn't too like I have a tendency to laugh when I talk and I have some really bad habits. So, uh, no, oh, you were right. great. Um, right. is there anything yeah. you want to plug Ursula? You want to plug your Twitter? You want to plug your French calendar? Do you want to plug any oh, of that? Oh yeah. Your French calendar. French calendar sold out in three weeks. I sold 500 copies in three weeks, which is insane. Wow. And I have a waiting list and I may do another run, but I'm not sure. Um, but I, yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm Ursula Lawrence. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm working on this pilot for a, I guess I shouldn't say the name of the network, but that's a long way off. So I don't know. She's we'll, working, we'll people. She's I'm, working. She's in demand. She's booked and busy. <laughs> 